Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. All right, welcome into the program. We are a week away, Alyssa, a week away from the draft finally arriving. It's been a lot of prep work for this thing, a lot of previewing the draft. I'm ready for the real thing. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of been building up and building up, and it's kind of crazy how quickly the offseason has passed. I mean, obviously the Bears have made some moves that have, you know, just made it brutal at times. So hopefully heading into the draft, this could be – you know, hopefully Ryan Pace can, you know, I don't have much confidence in him in the first round, but in the later rounds, maybe he, he can pick up some of the, some of these gems and, you know, maybe just maybe we can have just like a shred of confidence heading into the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, brutal moves. See Andy Dalton, see Kyle Fuller, right? <laughs> Those are the brutal moves. Those qualify, <laughs> I think. Uh, so the big question right now uh, circling around, you know, Bears Nation is, is the team interested in trading Miami for the number six pick? Uh, now, there's a report out there. The uh, Dolphins are shopping this Alyssa on Twitter. All Bears Nation was like, oh, it's got to be Ryan Pace on the phone. Right. So <laughs> I, I know there's there's a lot, but the Dolphins aren't alone. Right. There's a lot of teams like the Falcons. And you were just telling me before we started recording that there's others as well that are starting to take the phone calls and shop in. Now it's hard to tell if it's a smokescreen or what, right? These teams are kind of listening to the calls and seeing who wants to give up ridiculous assets to move up. The Bears might be one of them, though. Oh, absolutely. And I think that those teams, you know, when you look at it, that they, I mean, aside from maybe looking at Denver, uh, they don't really appear. And because I know Carolina has their quarterback, they don't really appear in the market for a quarterback. And there are some really desperate teams like the Bears that they're ready to take advantage of. And I think some, I think it was like Atlanta, you know, I was having talks about that Miami, the Panthers, Denver, Dallas, the Giants. So, I mean, if you're Ryan Pace, of course you have to, you have to call, like you have to make the phone call, just kind of, you know, feel it out that, you know, that's his job, you know, how, what would it take? Because if his guy's up there, if Justin Fields happens to, to fall, like I pray that he does, then you have to go up and you have to get him. Um, so, I mean, I expect Ryan Pace to make the call. We'll see. Because Ryan Pace, he's very secretive, as we know. Sure. You know, he, there's been this, you know, assumption that maybe, oh, you know, they're looking to to draft a guy, a quarterback, I should say, in the later rounds, like day two. Uh, it's not a developmental guy, but, you know, what Ryan Pace is saying isn't always the truth, uh, as Bears fans have known here. So, I mean, we'll see. But I, I definitely expect Ryan Pace has probably been making calls to all of these teams that are like, hey, we're – you know, we're, we're potentially interested in trading this pick. And I mean, I feel like he has to at this point. I mean, we'll see if, if something comes out of it. But I mean, looking at, gosh, how many teams is it? One, two, three, four, five, it's like six teams or something that are all, you know, talking about potentially trading down. I mean, you would figure that that would have to lessen, you know, maybe the amount of draft capital that you would have to give up to maybe move up if there's so many teams. I mean, it's obviously going to cost a first round pick potentially two. I don't know, but, you know, obviously looking at what San Francisco gave up to move up to three, but, you know, it maybe it'll cost a little bit less. And if the quarterback's up there and the quarterback that Ryan Pace is going to bank his future on, then I could definitely see him do it. But I mean, I could also just see him just, you know, go after need and then get a quarterback on day two, maybe a Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask. So, I mean, it's draft season, Ryan. It's going to be interesting. Ryan Pace is certainly one to watch. I mean, he's, 
man, he, he's definitely going to be interesting. He's one of the most interesting men in the draft, as you uh, as you wrote about. Yes. And, and yeah, I like that. Maybe the price will go down if all these different teams are, are shopping their picks. I think that's a great point. Uh, for me, I just have like a developing opinion, just a gut reaction to just for the sake of the exercise the the uh, Bears moving up to number six. And I think there's only one scenario where I would be able to justify going up to that spot from number 20, because believe me, and, and as you know, Alyssa, the Dolphins would be looking for a freaking haul to move from six to 20. Uh, we're talking about multiple first round picks, including number 20, right? I mean, it's going to be a haul. We just know that's the case. And I don't think I do it before the draft or before I know who the first five picks were. You know what I mean? Like if I'm moving from mm-hmm. 20 to six and I'm giving up or even into the top 10 and I'm giving up uh, a lot of assets to do that, I'm making sure that's my guy. That is my top quarterback target. That's the one I want. Hey, maybe it's Trey Lance, right? So maybe Trey Lance, the Bears are in love with Trey Lance and he's there at six or he's there at eight when the Panthers are going to pick and they go, you know what? We're going to go up and get our guy. He's our guy. That's who we want. Okay, if that's the case, then yes, go get him. Groom him under Andy Dalton. Trey Lance is your starter in in two years. Okay, that makes some sense, right? I think you can wrap your head around that. But I'm not moving up to six just to get whoever's available there. You know what I mean? Like there's this thought from the fans that they want the team to do whatever it takes to get into the top 10 just to get whatever quarterback slips through, whether it's Jones or it's Lance or it's Fields, and please let it be Fields. That would be sweet. Uh, but anyway, it, whoever slips through the I'm not moving up from 20 into the top 10, giving up that haul of assets to do it if it's not the guy I'm freaking in love with and that I think is my guy for my team, my franchise, and my system. So that's kind of my developing take. I don't want to see them move up unless – they're in love with the player. I don't want them to do it just because. Do you know what I'm? You know what I'm saying there? Yeah, that's a great point. I think that's why you're not going to see if the Bears do attempt to trade up. It won't be like you said until after they kind of see because we know that some of the, the teams looking to trade up want a quarterback, and they no one knows how this is going to how, how this is going to pan out aside from the top two picks. We know we know that uh, we know who's going the first two picks. Um, so it just depends what does San Francisco do, you know, right? If they if they end up taking Mac Jones and that just kind of like sets everyone off. You're going to have teams, you know, call in to trade up. The Bears, I assume, would be one of them if you have Fields and Land sitting there at four. Uh, so, I mean, it just – I think it really depends, like you were saying. Um, I, I keep thinking about when uh, Trey Lance had his uh, second pro day and the Bears were noticeably absent yeah, or they were, point. you know, appearing to not be there. Sure. But that's something that Pace tends to do on purpose. Like, he, he, they weren't present for Mitchell Trubisky's pro day they met they had a private workout kind of thing so it's like they didn't want to, like people getting on to them so maybe lance is the guy you know or it could be a smoke stream you have no idea but like you said i don't expect a trade even other teams trading up quarterback needy teams until we see what happens with those first uh three picks if or if it, if atlanta ends up trading four you know we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with the first three because then maybe atlanta will be like oh look hmm we could get we could get a big haul here for trade number four to one. So maybe the Bears that are going to just throw everything at us. Sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it does depend on who's going to be going first. I don't see Ryan Pace just trading up to get a guy because we all know it's about the quarterback at this point. Because otherwise, there are a whole bunch of other needs that they could address, and they could they could draft a developmental guy behind Dalton and just kind of you know bank on working with him and developing him for another year to save their jobs. Yeah, and if it makes sense, like, so I know the 49ers made that big deal to get up to number three, and as you said, we know who those first two picks are going to be, so that kind of makes sense, right? The 49ers move to number three. I don't want to see the Bears do it now. 
I'd rather see them do it. Make the call now. Grease the skids. Talk to the Dolphins. What would it take to get to six? Talk to one of these other teams. What would it take for me to get up to your pick? But I'm waiting until that 15-minute window after the picks are in, Alyssa, to make the deal, if that makes sense. That's what I want to see the Bears do. Let's see if it's your guy and then go make the move. That was kind of the point I was trying to make, but you kind of made it uh, for me. So that's why I appreciate you. (laughs) That's why you're here. Um, One more question on this. Are the fans expecting a trade into the top 10 at this point, Alyssa? Are they demanding a trade? Is is that what it's going to take to keep the fan base happy? Or do you think they'd be fine with the Bears sitting at number 20 and and picking a Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota, or one of these other, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of talent there at 20 as well. Um, But do you think the fan base is kind of, you know, we didn't get Russell Wilson and we're hell-bent on making a big move and a big splash here in this draft. We want to move up. Are you feeling that at all? Honestly, it's kind of all over the place. You have some of those people that want to just trade up, like you were saying, just to get in the top 10 and just hope that one of those quarterbacks is there. Then you have people that are more realistic as we know they're just like waiting for the Bears to trade up and draft the wrong, the worst quarterback in that draft class because, you know, that's what Ryan Pace does. So, you know, it's kind of like a, and then there are some people that, you know, just kind of want to, you know, draft for need. You can draft on these developmental guys. They don't think that anyone's going to fall. It's kind of all over the place. I don't think it's just go out and make a move because we want to move. It's, you know, don't mess it up. <laughs> No, that makes perfect sense. And uh, so the Bears have made some moves. They uh, they signed a guy. They signed a guy that was on the team last year. They also signed a guy that was outside the team. They addressed one of the uh, one of the glaring needs that we harped on last week, Alyssa. So we got to be happy with that. So we'll talk about these moves the Bears make and react to them. We'll do that coming up next. All right, Alyssa. So the Bears. We talked about Kyle Fuller earlier. I joked about Kyle Fuller. You know, it's not a joking matter. We're, we're very, we're still depressed over Kyle Fuller leaving. And they also moved on from Buster Screens. So there was some holes in the secondary. We figured that would be a huge position of need going into the draft. And they kind of shored that up a little bit by bringing back Tayshawn Gibson, right? I mean, this is a guy that um, has been in their system. He's been playing. And you put him next to Eddie Jackson and... You know, you're pretty set at that position now. Maybe you're not. That's not a huge glaring need anymore going into the draft. So it seems like that's a positive sign. Them bringing back Gibson. I guess the only question is it took them a while. right? I wonder why it took so long for them to bring this player back. Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I, I expected it sooner. I really thought they were going to bring him back just because they have so many other glaring needs in the draft. And I thought that maybe they could pick one up later. But, you know, Tashawn Gibson for I mean, he was solid. He outplayed Eddie Jackson at times last year. And, you know, Something that hasn't been present, especially with Jackson, is like stability, like and having like that that safety opposite him because he's you know it's been from Adrian Amos to Ha Ha Clinton Picks, and then you had um Tashawn Gibson obviously. So there hasn't really been any consistency there, and so now we're gonna get that with the safeties, especially when obviously cornerback has been you know shaken up with the departures of Fuller and Screen. So I mean, it's nice to have that, especially with Sean Desai coming in, just him kind of knowing exactly how to use players. And Gibson obviously wasn't around when Vic Fangio was there, but, you know, Desai brings a lot of Fangio, or that's what we're expecting to see. So it'll be really exciting to see how Desai plans on using them, you know, both Jackson and Gibson, because they're both playmakers. You know, they have a penchant for making plays and, you know, interceptions, something we didn't see a lot last year. But, I mean, obviously, I think bringing bringing back Gibson, obviously – you don't see them addressing safety in the draft, at least higher up when you're going to address some of those needs like cornerback, receiver, tackle, uh, and quarterback. So, I mean, I think it's a really good signing. I- I'm excited. He wasn't, he wasn't perfect, but 
you know, I think that I'm expecting a big bounce back um, from the safeties this year. That was one of my reactions when they brought back Gibson and I saw that headline was that it, it has Desai written all over it, right? Because he was the safeties coach and he's brought back both of his safeties. So obviously he wanted that player. And he is a guy, we haven't talked about him too much uh, since he got appointed as the defensive coordinator. He's a guy that's been with the Bears forever, right? I mean, he was the quality control coach forever. Uh, he's been with the team since, I think, 2013. So he's endured plenty of coaching turnover with the Bears. Alyssa, he's seen plenty of guys come and go. And apparently he's got a PhD in educational administration. Uh, so, you know, so he maybe he could become an athletic director or a, or a dean or something down the road if, it, if this doesn't work out. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he does with the whole defense, the safeties, the secondary, the front seven, like bringing maybe bringing back some of those old Vic Fangio concepts because he was kind of Fangio's right hand man. Right. They were they were working together. He was in the organization when Fangio was here and the Bears had that nasty defense. You know, I think what I like about Fangio is he kind of without getting into the X's and O's too much because I can't, Alyssa, I just I can't do that thing. I'll confuse myself and everybody else. Uh but I think Fangio is one of those guys that kind of coaches to his personnel and game plans based on his personnel instead of being like, oh, we're going to run the 4-3 and that's, or the 3-4. That's what we're going to do, you know, like whatever. Like there's teams like that that we're going to run the zone defense or the cover two. or You know what I mean? There's like these teams that just do what they do. And those are the easiest teams to beat. And I, hopefully uh, it sounds like the size is going to bring some of that game plan kind of thing, tailoring the, the defense to the personnel a little bit more. Uh, and that's kind of a good thing. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, I think that's why so many people are excited because, you know, Brian, I don't know if you remember, but long before, like, obviously the Andy Dalton, you know, and Kyle Fuller of it all, Bears were optimistic about this season, at least from a defensive standpoint, when they brought in Sean Desai. So just because he's someone that he held, he worked alongside Banjo and really helped create that 2018 defense that we know. And it wasn't just obviously in one year. You know, like you said, he's been there since 2013. He's worked with Fangio for a while. He's going to look to bring some of those concepts that Fangio have, but also, you know, with, you know, with his own twist, which is nice. And, you know, he has the respect of the team. He's an incredibly intelligent guy. I'm excited to really see what he can do. And he knows his players. He knows these players. He's been there for a long time. He's going to know exactly how to use them. I mean, I'm really excited to see, you know, what he can do uh, with this defense. And, I mean, not that they were bad over the last two years. They were just you know, by Bears defensive standards, they're okay. They could be a lot better. And I think that with the side, I think we're going to see noticeable improvements. Nothing takes the momentum out of an offseason like signing Andy Dalton and, and calling him your QB one <laughs> on Twitter. So yeah, we've been trying to we've been trying to re, you know get that momentum back ever since Alyssa. It's it's been a challenge. Uh, but uh, last week we talked about the wide receiver position. We talked about Anthony Miller and how he is probably on the outs. We talked about him being on the trade block and putting up cryptic tweets. Well, he's certainly out now, right? I mean, they've the Bears have added a wide receiver in Marquise Goodwin. He is a veteran. He's kind of a burner. Uh, but you wrote about this player a little bit, about this signing, and you don't see him being a guy that kind of plugs in as like, you know, a guy that dominates snaps. Seems like you expect him to be more of kind of a situational kind of player where the Bears try to use his speed, use him as depth. Uh, but you're still, you know, really high on the team drafting a wide receiver, even with this move. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, Going back to last offseason, the Bears uh, signed Ted Ginn Jr., and they were hoping that he would kind of fill that same role, that situational guy who could, you know, really blow the top off the defense. Obviously, there were some quarterback uh, issues there, and eventually, you know, Ted Ginn was released from the team. Uh, but I think that with Marquise Goodwin, I think that he has the potential to be that guy. Obviously, if he can stay healthy, you know, he really established himself as a deep threat there with the 49ers. So I'm excited with the 
possibility of what he can do. I still think receiver, especially with we don't know what's going to happen next offseason with Allen Robinson. We don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Miller. You need somebody with that experience. You need depth because I'm not going to be I'm not super confident in Riley Ridley and Javon wins. Uh, so I do expect them to get to draft a receiver. We'll see what round that ends up going. Um, but I'm really excited about Kawhi. I think that's a great signing. I think that it's going to really help their receivers room. I feel a little more confident. And like you said, I felt like as soon as I saw that signing that I was like, okay, Miller's done, yep. <laughs> which I think we yep. knew at that point when he's out there with his tweets, with our glasses, and there was multiple reports about the bears wanting to trade him. Like, I think we all saw this coming anyways. But it just kind of made you see, oh, yep, I don't nail in the coffin. Yeah, it's like when now, right? It's like, is it going to be during the draft? Like, when are they going to make the move? Maybe they're holding on to him for something. You know, when are they going to trade him? That's that's the big question now. <laughs> Put him yeah. in the Russell Wilson package. Exactly. I'm that's yeah, he's, <laughs> any package. Or any some package. big quarterback package. <laughs> you know, Pace is calling the Dolphins or all these other teams. Hey, what do you think about Anthony Miller? We could throw him in with a couple uh, a couple draft picks. So. There are teams that are interested because I expected him to be released. Yeah. Uh, and if you can something. get something for him, I will be excited. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I know Bears fans that there was that PFF poll that came out. Bears fans were high on Rashad Bateman. There's other players that will be available in that mid to late first round. Probably like, you know, Elijah Moore. There's going to be a lot of different uh, receivers mm-hmm. available. It's a deep class just like the last two years. Would it be a bad consolation prize if you don't end up moving up and getting that quarterback, which the fans you know really want the team to do? And I get it. But if you don't do that thing and you stick around at 20 and you draft a, a stud wide receiver to put opposite Allen Robinson, give yourself some I don't know, contingency plan just in case that thing doesn't work out. Because as we've been saying, the cryptic tweets from Robinson are going to start again probably come August. You know, whenever the season starts, those cryptic tweets will begin again for Robinson as well. <laughs> So we'll see what happens, but we're going to give ourselves a week, Alyssa. We're going to give ourselves one more week to think about our predictions, and uh, and then, you know, by the time we're talking next, it's going to be literally. Oh, say, oh sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. Yeah, please. Sorry to interrupt, please. but you know, with um, our my free agency predictions. Yeah. Just because it's been a while. Okay, I think I went perfect because Patterson signed with the Falcons since we talked. Okay, so did you just go a perfect seven for seven? I think I did. I think I went perfect seven for seven. Oh, that's tremendous. I'm not surprised. <laughs> See, this is, but this is, this is what I, I mean. You're very good at what you do, but this is what the Bears are too predictable. They're too predictable. They are. You knew exactly what they were they going are. to do, Alyssa. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. Like, they need to be less predictable. Right. They need to be less predictable. So, come on, Ryan Pace. Can you surprise us? But, so that's a great little tidbit. But yeah, next week we'll try to come up, maybe we'll come up with some predictions, maybe some fun stuff to do for a show that's going to drop on draft day. But, I'm just like I said, I'm just excited for the freaking draft to get here, Alyssa. There's there's only so much of this mock drafting you can do. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm ready for the thing. I'm ready to find out what they freaking do and react to it. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm praying here that Ryan Pace doesn't blow it again because it's been three years since he's had a first round draft pick. I haven't had to worry over the last two years. I'm terrified right now. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.